Hello and welcome to episode number 326 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. I mean we're almost in December and we're still going to the cinema every week. Yeah, it's really nice that we've actually, yeah, wow. it's this, this busy period that seemed to start in, what, August um, yeah. is still continuing. And yeah, we have, uh, we we were in the cinema this week. We're back in the cinema again next week. Um, it's for choice next week. <laughs> yeah, like there's just so much out and there's still other movies on demand, like that dead stream that's on Shudder that sounds like really up our alley. And there's just so many other things that, um, mm. yeah, it's been a good problem to have that there's just always cool new horror shit to talk about recently. Um and actually going into january as well um so we can kind of move into the news now um there's only really one thing that i was able to find out because and it is linked to this week's movie um because we got a bunch of horror trailers at the start of uh, before we saw bones and all and including the megan trailer which is fantastic um obviously that's coming still out still can't I still can't handle it man no it's like, absolutely it, insane I'm like, i just don't like it <laughs> it looks so funny i can't wait um and yes yeah, some couple of other ones but the one that we did see um was a sort of a british movie that we've not it's basically disappeared off the face of the earth mm. um called unwelcome and yeah we kind of talked about this in our preview at the start of this year um because yeah this was originally scheduled for february in 2022 and then it just got bounced all the way to october 2022 and then october came and went and this movie didn't come out and we were like okay what's going on um we obviously saw the uh, the trader on the big screen um and then it did say 2022 on the end of it um but i have looked it up and apparently this movie is scheduled for release in the uk on the 27th of january 2023 um so it's been that makes sense with kind of the fact that the trailer's now landing, you know, like we're, we're just getting the trailer now. It makes sense that it is a January release as opposed to, you know, it, it, it seems like I said that that was just a placeholder for the 22. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I don't know why this has bounced around so much because there's been no. so many weeks that they could have slotted in. It'd be so interesting to know. Like, I don't know who, like, is distributing it's it. It's uh, Warner Bros. Warner Bros. Yeah, I just don't know whether they're kind of what they're trying to juggle to think that, oh, yeah, we need to put this out. Maybe they were just like, do you know what? Scream does really well in January. <laughs> let's just let's just keep it until January. Yeah, well, it seems like everyone's having that idea because, yeah, January mm. is it's easily the most packed January. The fact that we have this and Megan, um, I swear there was like another film in Jan as well. Um, but obviously the Last of Us TV show in January, like... Mm. I'm, I cannot wait for the for January already. Um, but yeah, yeah, this movie looks awesome. Um, don't really want to think too much about it because it's one of those trailers that is so good um, with so many weird different visuals in different scenes that I'm trying to block it out of my mind so it's as fresh as possible because yeah. there's so many scenes where I'm like, what is the context of that image? <laughs> um, it reminded me a lot of Men when I first saw mm. the Men trailer and I was like, okay, this looks batshit crazy, I'm in yeah and 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 that's what i was like when i saw this i mean that was i saw a different trailer for unwelcome when i did mm. the preview and that got me excited and then obviously now with this one as well like um yeah i just don't want to see anymore i just want to see the movie and I'm, I'm glad that at least it came back because you know like i said like you said it kind of it was literally on our local cinema listings mm. For like throughout the year and yeah. just kept disappearing it was 
very bizarre. Yeah, it was one of those movies that I kept thinking back to him, being like, did this just come out on demand and, like, we mm. missed it? Um, because, yeah, we had Fright Fest. Like, that would have been a good place, obviously, for a British film. So, yeah, I'm I'm glad that we'll hopefully get to see it um, very soon because it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that is it for the news. Um, shall we talk about this week's film? Let's do it. Let's talk about Bones and All. So yeah, we kind of um, have mentioned this briefly in the last few weeks. Um, it definitely wasn't on my radar for too long. Um, I actually I don't know because it was weird. I remember hearing the title a long last time ago, um, and it kind of being like you know, I mean, we're I'm already being cautious with spoilers in a way that I really need to not be. Um, yeah, I already decided going into this. Don't get me wrong; we are going to be not talking end game stuff and not no, talking like plot and stuff. Yeah. Spoilers, but <clears throat> I went into this movie knowing nothing and was incredibly excited as we started to unravel what this movie is about. Mm-hmm. And we're obviously going to have to give a plot synopsis of this movie where we we have to go into that. And and yeah, I'm I, going into this. I was like, no, I got to just you know say what the movie's about <laughs> somewhere. yeah for sure well i did know what the horror was um yeah obviously i do want to read the wikipedia because it's just a funny like it's so on it's so right nailed what the genre of this film is um it says really? bones and all is a 2022 romantic cannibal road film yeah that's a that's brilliant i'm like i'm sold um and yeah that is exactly what this movie is they're they're the three major components that that that, you know make up this film um that's pretty much it really yeah do you you want to do a bit of plot yeah i mean like that's amazing because the imdb plot is fantastic it's almost like a a, um, game of thrones plot back in the day (laughs) i'll give you the imdb one and then i'll go into my one uh marin a young woman learns how to survive on the margins of society yeah okay so they're just like we're not gonna tell you anything um but yeah basically our lead character um marin we kind of we meet her um at the beginning of the movie basically in high school and she's kind of sneaking out to uh uh friends kind of sleepover and it's kind of like this weird dynamic where we're unsure whether she kind of has this like abusive father or just dominating father he's kind of locked her in the bedroom and we're like what's going on here and then she sneaks out and goes to the sleepover and has a little nibble on one of the girl's fingers, you know, <laughs> as as you do at these things. Um, and, yeah, we kind of, we, we then through kind of Marin find out that she has this past of, you know, kind of these outbursts and unfortunate kind of tendencies and she's now been left on her own and she is thrown into this kind of this road trip in kind of discovering who her parentage really is and kind of just trying to figure out who the hell she is um and kind of on the way finding kind of other people that are then kind of got these same tendencies to her and it's kind of like finding this weird underworld of like these people um and and yeah i mean god i don't even know how far to go into a synopsis other than that like it's a weird 
like that is the movie like we going any further just gets us into characters and everything else which obviously we'll get into um because kind of marin basically initially finds sully um like straight away from her road trips and sully is this kind of older um i guess kind of traveler as well who has this same problem as marin and kind of is trying to be this parental teacher initially, but has a very creepy undertone. The performance of Sully is incredible. Like the line is towed so well where like, obviously like an elder, like older gentleman coming out of the shadows to talk to this young girl is instantly creepy. And then it kind of gets scaled back and you're like, okay, like, you know, like his voice and the performance, like, he never tonally changes, but in your mind, you feel so different about him as like the the whole as these scenes develop. And kind of once we get kind of introduced to Sully, and he kind of lays the groundwork of Marin to kind of let her know more about herself. She then kind of moves on, and that's when she gets introduced to the the love interest, which is Lee. Um, and those two end up kind of going on this road trip together for for a little while. Mm. Shall we say? Um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of, I went into this movie kind of remembering the title kind of, and that it's been on our list, but every time when you actually like this movie does, uh, I remember with Midsummer, Midsummer did this where we, we got the poster and it was trying to look like this very bright and colorful, like happy go lucky movie. And like, Bones and all, it's literally like our two leads, kind of, you know, Marin and Lee in the poster, in this kind of picture that looks kind of heart shaped, and it just looks like a romantic movie. <laughs> and to the point that, like, I checked it like multiple times where I'm like, oh no, this is an 18. Like, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm like, and, and I went into this movie, like, really not looking forward to it, thinking, oh God, like, it's going to be a it's going to be a bloody love story with like, just like a scene of horror in or like, <laughs> and especially when it, when we got introduced to like this dad that may or may not be abusive at the start, I was like, Oh God, it's just going to be like that. And it's going to be like this horrific abusive dad. And then this love story. And it's like, no, this is, this is a hammer, this is a cannibal road trip. And, and yeah, it just so happens. It's a bit of a love story as well, really. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like I went into this movie with with very little expectations and came out of it. Absolutely loved it. Um, I had like I had a fantastic time with the movie. I loved the second Marin got on the road and she started to have these little mini adventures and kind of, you know, the whole interaction with Sully initially. I absolutely loved. I liked the fact that she kind of moves on and keeps going to these different towns and her initial interactions with Lee, I thought was good when they first then started to stick together for a bit. I kind of, I was like, Oh, is that, is that going to be this movie now? Is it just going to be them? And they're just going to get all lovey dovey. And then, um, that doesn't happen because we get introduced to, Oh God, what were they called? The other, the other guys, was it like, what the two guys they met? Yeah. Brad or something. Brad and Jake. Brad and who? Sorry. Jake. Jake. Yeah. And like, uh, like when those two popped up, it was like fantastic that like we, we started to see like the, this underworld again. And like, 
it was very clever with the whole kind of you know what what these people are and kind of what their cravings are as to like you know we're not they're not trying to put a box like a label on them we're not trying to say that they're a certain thing it's just like oh no in this world we're not even going to like go into it it's just like this exists and we're just going to buy into it and like i did and and yeah i thoroughly enjoyed marin's story i got invested in in marin and kind of lee and their relationship and um was was fully involved the, the second we kind of hear the 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 movie title described in the in the film that's all i'll say is that like that was then like oh shit we're get that's gonna happen at some point and like that was rewarding and i found i found you know the 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 ending rewarding and and the whole movie yeah thoroughly enjoyable i really wasn't expecting like like if you'd have asked me like 20 minutes before we went into the cinema I, i'd be like oh christ <laughs> i don't even want to see this goddamn movie like i really <laughs> had a terrible attitude going into it and came out yeah thoroughly loving it which is which is like it's the best when that happens yeah so yeah i had um, a good time yeah i i completely agree i i thought this movie was awesome i i think the, from the moment it starts it makes such a good first impression um because we kind of introduced the marion and she's like oh there's these friends at school and they invite her over to the house and you're immediately kind of you start filling in the gaps of what most films mm. or things yeah. do oh, where you're like, like yeah well i was thinking <laughs> I was just expecting that she was going to go over to this house mm. and that's where she meets the boy and, you right. know, and then that's going to be where the romance angle is. So I'm already thinking of like, okay, that's where the setup is. So for them to kind of flip it on its head in such a horror way as well, mm. to the point where and I always have this, I need to stop having this as a, as a thing I think about because it is frustrating when something is so shocking I immediately think it must be a dream sequence because like I just I don't believe that the film has like the balls to do it so like when she bites the finger I was like oh she's she's just imagined it and it's gonna do that thing where it snaps and she was just thinking about biting the finger and, and like it's annoying that that's in my brain but that's just years of of the rug being pulled from Ooh. under me by things that are shit where I don't actually trust films when they do it well I think it is Marin as well because she is kind of trance-like because she's letting mm. herself go and and she's not got any walls up anymore and because she gets into that trance-like state that's why she makes the mistake of biting her so it almost felt dreamlike because she is trance-like in the way that she's yeah. getting carried away by the situation yeah well they also tow the line so well in that scene because she gets uncomfortably close to the other she girl really does. and you're and you're like oh is this going to be like a romance thing like is she going to kiss her so like you really don't know mm. where they're going with it until the thing happens so like, yeah it, it creates such a good start i then think the whole her sort of being on her own straight away is again another good twist that i didn't yeah. see coming where i was with you that i really thought this was going to be like a father-daughter thing and so for th to that for that to immediately be established and then thrown out was exciting because i was like oh i now don't understand like 20 minutes or even 15 20 minutes into this movie like up until we meet sully mm. i was like i don't even know what the hell this film is now no, I, like i, I was i get that it's a 
yeah i'm like i get that it's a road film because she's going to be going from place to place but i really don't know what the journey is or what's going to happen and like i say that is so exciting to me because i do think most films do follow just very similar conventions a lot of the times and i think that's why when you see something like barbarian it is exciting to be like oh no this is different to the norm you know we see movies that i think are very good that are just the norm they're following a very traditional path especially when you watch a lot of horror they follow very traditional styles and so to see something like this which i think as a as a, as a side this was such a fresh breath of air because um or breath of fresh air rather um because it, this was like a different style of film we don't really see films like this too often no we see things that are more bang on traditional horror and i think this can be described as a romantic drama all these other aspects of it and i think that was what was so you know this was our return to the cinema for quite some time and to see something so just stylistically extremely different you know like smile is a really good horror film but it is a classic trope for trope horror movie in every way humanly possible yeah. and it's still very good but you know where it's going to go pretty much in every single sequence um whereas this was yeah i just didn't really know where it was going and so when she's kind of on the road and traveling and then, yeah the, the moment she meets sully i mean we could do the whole podcast about this one character in sully oh, um the, the, the fact that he's the side character as well is mind-blowing to me because I think he's probably the best character I've seen in anything this year. Um, he's absolutely in insane. The, the performance for Mark Rylance is unbelievable. Obviously, he's a former Oscar winner, and so we know that he's incredible. But for, to, to, to add the level of nuance that he does to this character in every single scene has this level of tension to it because of his performance that was really something special. And to see this so late in the year where he just comes out and, and to me blows wide open our acting category is incredibly exciting to me um so yeah all that stuff is great i think yeah the meeting of lee is cool and i think that it it did slow down a little bit in the middle where i think because i was really on board with just marin meeting yeah. a bunch of different people it was then that that culture shock where it was like oh we met sully and that was so good and it didn't overstay its welcome and then you meet lee and that's what the most of the rest of the film is going to be it's not going to be her just meeting people that come and go um so it was it was again something to get used to but i still liked it and yeah like the movie just goes so many different places i think it, it, it's just a really fascinating film overall i also think it's absolutely beautiful it's easily one of the best directed films of the year um we haven't even spoken I think, about soundtrack yet either yeah exactly yeah i mean god there's so much like i think even if because like, i don't think plot is necessarily the strong point of hair um which i think is interesting that it is based upon a novel because i actually think that it's it's performances it's definitely character which goes in with that but i think actually it's very plot light which which is good i think it kind of it sets up characters it sets up their the world and, and kind of these the cannibalistic tendencies that they have and like what you say i love that they don't go into like over explaining it um because early on you're like oh is this a vampire thing mm. and then it's like they talk about that urge and that's we normally associate associate that with zombies you know with that urge to need to bite flesh so it, it kind of combines a lot of di different elements which i like because they clearly also, don't need it to sustain them like they eat in normal no. food and everything it's like a yeah it's more just like a want than anything yeah else yeah it's it's the rush they talk mm. about um that they just feel they need uh, you know every so often um 
so yeah the, the just movie just does so many cool things that are just so memorable to me where even now thinking about it i just have a smile thinking about so many different sequences and where they go some really insane um scenes scenes of violence yeah. which were really meaningful um you know it's something that we don't talk about too much i mean we literally have the counter opposite almost in every way of this <laughs> film last year and last week in terrified yeah, we really too because it was just his meaningless violence that looks great but serves no ends don't even try and think about characters or plot even though this movie is actually longer than this film and this is a long mm. film but it doesn't feel long um and yeah so actually to see like oh no when violence matters it's so much more is, impactful is there a single scene of violence in this movie that isn't impactful no i don't Probably, think so and i think it's all I, needed I, I would, as well i would say the only yeah the, it like this one was needed but isn't like an impactful way but we didn't even see it was lee like when lee first um oh yeah, yeah first the first shop, because it was more of their meet cue and and the, yeah. like, the violence was incidental and that's why we don't yeah. see it because yeah, we don't you're absolutely it. right yeah, you know, that was just Marin realizing that she was yeah. like him. And then every other time there's any violence on the screen, the violence is crazy, but it but it's it's at the added weight, either during the scene of violence because of the characters that are in it, or be the consequence of that act of violence after the fact, like at the fun fair. Mm. You know? And, yeah. and so every single one of them then is incredibly impactful. Yeah. It, it, like yeah it's, it's absolutely right and so i think that is also just another strong point um it is crazy like one of the only things we kind of spoke about after this movie was just how insanely close to the last of us this film is yeah um and i kind of said to you like am i going crazy because i've been thinking about the last of us a lot recently obviously with the tv show coming so soon to the point where i'm like do i just see it in stuff but you kind of agreed and was like no this is very similar yeah. um because even though it's it's it is different in a lot of ways like it, at the heart of it there is a relationship obviously it's a very different type of relationship i don't want to talk too much about the last of us no. um you know for fear for obviously sure. of people that don't know anything about it um <laughs> we will do in january we'll be talking a hell of a lot of it um but it, it, and i did look it up because this is based upon a novel that was published in 2015 so really? it's 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 definitely not unconceivable that the author was in heavily inspired by the last of us that literally would have come out as they were writing it or just before yeah. um because yeah like obviously it's a road thing and and let alone stylistically like music in particular which again you know music's not going to play a part in the novel but that makes me wonder about the filmmakers whether they took yeah. inspiration um let alone with like the seasons changing and putting the state names on the screen i mean it's kind of crazy what, what how many parallels there are is sully called sully in the novel because if he's not then they <laughs> they clearly love naughty dog and yeah homage to last of us it is um, that just just as quickly and i'll throw it back to you because it is funny with the sully thing because he yeah. massively reminds me of one of my favorite characters from the last of us and yeah. i'm actually annoyed now because i i don't think the character in the last of us tv show is going to have as much impact now because this, this was be perfect because because this performance like you say is is one of the best like performances we've had and it's one where like it's it, it's toes the line perfectly mm. where like, like uh, but but it is it is his performance but it's also the way that it was captured because he doesn't change his performance pretty much like obviously there are levels to it but 
he 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 is the you know tonally and what he's saying he is that from the start and and you just don't know which way it's going to go you know mm. it's very similar to uh, barbarian um when we we're like oh god yeah. you know is he good or bad and that that's very much like that with solly where it's like you know is he this elder like guy that just wants to teach her the ways because he's been living this life for so long and he knows how difficult it can be or does he have sinister intentions like we don't know and because and because the movie has already got the horror and all of these other elements it it doesn't it works the same as barbarian where it's like oh okay he doesn't need to be bad. Like if you're watching a movie where you don't have the horror and then you've got this character that's 50, 50, clearly they're going to turn bad. But when, but like in both barbarian and barbarian and this, like, because there's other shit going on, it makes these characters more exciting because I really didn't know way, which way Sully was going to turn. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think, for I, sure. think, I think that works really well. And, and like you said, you know, the, the parallels between this and the last of us and just video games in general, you know, it's very, um, you know, video gamey and it's set up and, and the, the art style and, and the way that this movie looks and, and, and not in a bad way. You what know, about the fact that you know, we get storytelling through a character listening to audio files exactly, recording? Exactly, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like, oh my god, this 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 narrative of storytelling, which has been so prevalent. I mean, Bioshock was the one that that made it famous, essentially, um, mm. but, and it's in loads of other games since then. But like, it's crazy that that style of storytelling is now coming in films. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think like you know that's great that you know this father. I think it, you know it could have been this weird like him talking to her and then leaving or something like that and it would have been mm. such an unsatisfying way and for her to have this conduit of the video tape um, the, the the tape recorder and um you know li- and she listens to it at like all these different moments and they're all kind of poignant and, you know leaves there sometimes and you know just just throughout the whole movie we then get his info dump through this 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 recording and i think that worked perfectly you know there's there's almost nothing in this movie that didn't work um and and wasn't executed you know to perfection it's kind of you know it is at that point like you know when i start to weigh up negatives for this movie i i really i really don't have any it's more of a case of it is there potentially movies that i like more just because of you know different plot or whatever but in terms of like this having a plot that was very interesting you know characters that were fantastic performances that were fantastic visually looks good it sounds great i i love the soundtrack i think you know this kind of you know this just one or two notes that that slowly builds into a theme throughout the whole the whole film you know again is very last of us it's very video game inspired and it's very this modern take on a soundtrack where it's kind of you know not not to kind of not to shit on things that gone in the past or anything like that but you know you think like halloween that theme is just there the whole movie and jaws you know that theme is just there and don't get me wrong you know these are the two most iconic themes of all time but like we suddenly we have this like building theme in these 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 movies now where we just get a couple of notes and then slowly it builds and builds and it it is a really fun new way of seeing these kind of movie themes it hasn't always got to be there straight away um and so i really enjoyed that i think as well this movie remind me a hell of a lot of doctor sleep 
mm. as well and and just kind of like I, I i can picture these two worlds bones and all and dr sleep being in the same world yeah um, that, i was thinking just kind of like a stephen king-esque thing because especially mm. sully like that character to me is like it's the classic it's the side character in a stephen king novel that's going to be everyone's favorite character and it'll be their one takeaway of like oh yeah i read the book what was your takeaway oh this one character sully is unbelievable yeah yeah you know and it really felt like that and it really felt like um you know that the, these when we got introduced to all these different people that were had this similar you know taste <laughs> the, the to, to to kind of marin and lee like you know it's kind of like it, it didn't need to go into like this mythology of it like we said it just is like oh you're like us and like and and i thought it was really clever how it's kind of like are you know is there a supernatural element to it or is it just a taste and then do you get different senses because of the way you know if you if you eat a you know if you eat mcdonald's all the time you then can smell mcdonald's from like you know further away if you're addicted to it do you know what i mean like it's Mm -hmm. it's similar to that if you love barbecue then yeah you smell a barbecue like half a mile away and it's like, is it like that? And you've just got heightened senses or is there this bit more of a supernatural element? And I think like that worked really well as well. Um, but I also love the fact that because, Mar- like again, it's that classic thing, but like we're learning it all mostly as mariners. Mm. And so when she's told things, we have to just accept them on face yeah, value. Yeah, we take it at face value, yeah. Yeah, because we don't know if, if, you know, stuff like that smell thing is even true or not. And so... I think the fact that there is so much ambiguity in the actual law of who these people are and why they're doing it just adds to the fun, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say for me, the the only um, criticism I would have, I guess, in terms of you know why wouldn't this be like my absolute favorite, would be I wasn't massively invested in Marin and Lee's relationship. Mm. Um, I, I loved Marin Lee as characters and the performances, and I thought they were awesome together. It, it was just the actual relationship wasn't the driving factor to me, which I thought it would be as I think, you know, it's a romantic, you know, road film and it's kind of these two souls meeting and, you know, we've seen other movies, for example, like next exit that I think the relationship worked really well. Um, Whereas for me, it was like it was everything else was so strong and I love the characters individually and I love them together. And I remember about halfway through the movie, I was thinking to myself, they should have just been friends because because to me, it would have had the same impact. Now, having now seen the whole movie, I know that's not the case because there's like big pivotal moments in the end that that rely on it being an actual relationship. Mm. But I think for me, that's the only thing is like I I do. I almost want to throw up a spoiler warning in a minute, but we'll get to it because I really do want to talk about the finale because I think it's awesome. Um, but the but the actual emotional weight of the connection of the two wasn't the driving factor for me. It was just the fact no, that I, I loved that. And, them individually. And, and when we again, it's is going to be spoiler free. But when we get to the finale, I didn't. It, it didn't carry an emotional weight with me. It was just mm-hmm. a very enjoyable conclusion to the movie. And and I think yeah. I I see I see your point that it's a negative, and it's almost like I feel like this movie's being false advertised more than anything because. Mm. To me, this just, I'm not worried about the love story and I don't see that as a bad thing. This was Marin's story and Lee, you know, there, there's a point in the, you know, they meet and then there's a point in the movie where they're not together for a little bit. And like, yeah. I would have been okay if Lee didn't come back and we just continued with Marin's story. And, and I think kind of, 
that was that was when I realized whilst watching it that like oh like any sort of love story in this like it's cool like yeah both of these characters are great and if they get together but I'm not like it isn't like one of these yeah like you say next exit where I'm like oh it's pivotal that you care about their relationship if you don't care about their relationship in that movie you will not like the movie or the conclusion whereas with this one yeah if you have zero interest in their relationship you're still going to be in into it and enjoy the end of the movie yeah that's absolutely right actually where yeah it's, it is weird well like i do think that one of the main reasons why i wasn't so invested was because i don't think the movie was necessarily trying to make yeah. me invested like i think marin like say is the lead character and lee is one of the people that she meets that's the person she spends the most time with obviously and it happens to be someone that she is romantically involved with but it's that it's not a, a movie about a couple like it's not you know she's he's just part of her story so yeah it is interesting like i say it definitely isn't suddenly like oh i don't like the movie um because mm. yeah this god this movie's so good um i think we'll do recommend recommendations then i definitely do want to just do a quick spoilery because the ending is too good to not talk about um yeah as far as recommendations go absolutely wholeheartedly recommend people see this at the cinema i think this will be a movie probably just below fresh in terms of it's a movie that I'm like, oh, the the horror genre is criminally underlooking this for whatever reason. You know, it's got a big name actor in it and, you know, director, there's won Oscars and stuff. So I'm like, I wonder if people just don't think it's horror-y enough for whatever bullshit reason. But again, as someone who tries to not look at genres as much as humanly possible because it's so boring, I just want to see good films. This is such a good film. And I'm so glad we saw it. And it was, and to me personally, it was that breath of fresh air I desperately needed. Oh like, this God, was such God. a good palate cleanser and just such an awesome awesome film it's one of them where it just it it reinvigorates you because you know we we see these cinema horrors and we see good movies we see bad movies and sometimes you do get fatigued and going into this movie like i said i was incredibly fatigued i did not want to see this and to the point where i nearly said to you like can we not just do something on demand this week i don't know if i can be bothered going to the cinema i feel tired etc etc but like having now seen it, yeah, I mean, you you have to see it at the cinema. This movie looks fantastic. It sounds fantastic. It was great to see on the big screen. One thing I was going to say while we were talking was that this felt like a fright fest movie for me. Like when when I walked out the cinema, I I felt a little bit weird that I wasn't in Leicester Square because mm. it, it it genuinely felt like I was walking out of these what, this special fright fest experience where I'd seen this like indie movie that that just blew me away and like it you know and I can see that it did all the rounds of like the festivals like September October November time yeah, so this isn't clearly, this isn't an indie film though. <laughs> no no but like yeah I was like man like it um it really felt like that, like going into mm-hmm. it. And I think like you say, the horror, the horror community may be sleeping on it because you see these people that have won Oscars and this big actor that's in it. And the fact that it is the time of the year that these movies start to come out that, that, mm-hmm. uh, that stink like Austin Oscar movies. And it's like, yeah, this, this is not that. And you, you definitely need to see it. And yeah, it, it's one where I'm like, Jesus Christ, like it, it gets added to the list of these movies that are all just like so strong for the year where I'm like, we, we start to get a headache with a top 10 list, man. We really do. 
Yeah, the last couple of months has really changed things. Like we, we've had a lot of big contenders recently, even in the last like month. And yeah, yeah I'm you know I'm really looking forward to Violent Night as well next week. So um, yeah, it's a good time. But uh, yeah, before we end it, um, just a full spoiler alert for Bones and All, um, mm -hmm. because I just want to touch upon how amazingly crafted this finale is. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say before you even get into the finale, just the 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 name of the movie you know bones mm -hmm. and all and the fact that we get this character that like starts to say what bones and all means and kind of they talk about yeah you know if you if you eat in a whole body bones and all and they're like oh if you've not gone bones and all you've you've not fully embraced the life and i'm like oh shit like that's happening like and, and you're you're already excited from that moment to be like when is this gonna happen and then obviously yeah i mean do you want to go into the finale yeah, I mean, it's basically like in Psycho Goreman when they set up the warrior's death and then yeah, you get it. And it's, it's exactly. Just... <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah no, I mean, it. everyone take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've thrown myself now. Um, but you, you get these huge <laughs> kind of emotional moments, especially with a lot of the backstory where we get like Lee talking about his father mm. and what happened there. And, and kind of it's, it's the emotional payoff of the character. It, it really is like the best scenes involving the two of them, I think, oh, just sure. talking together. And, and it's really where you just see how phenomenal the acting is across the board, um, especially in our, you know, the free leads. Um, but when, and then, but I love that we kind of get the, the transition to then this ridiculously over the top happy ending that yeah. you just know immediately is bullshit. And like, and I loved it because I'm like, well, so they're not going to suddenly not have these urges just because they say they don't want to live that life anymore. So I, I was already the second it was like, oh, we're going to live a normal life in this home and we've got jobs and, and blah, blah, blah. Or we're, you know, we're studying or whatever. I was like, oh, this is perfect because shit's going to hit the wall. I was already thinking in kind of what ways I was like, okay, is, is Lee going to have like murdered someone or is Marin just going to get the urge? I mean, I, I was thinking more with Marin, like it would be like a mirror of what happened in the opening scene where she would just like do it in public or something and it would all be ruined. Um, but the second she got home and oh, we yeah. see the 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 bag on the bed mm. that just that one shot might be my favorite shot of the year because yeah. like it, it says everything in that and i like gasped when i saw the bag on the bed i was like oh fuck because you it's set up so perfectly early on with sully that he has this creepy bag with all this hair of his victims in it mm. and so like the second you see it like your heart just drops and then all of those scenes with Sully for the red, the dyed red hair in it. I, I thought, yeah. I thought Lee was killed at that point. Yeah, <laughs> for that bag, I'm like Lee's fucking dead. I'm like he's yeah. killed Lee, like which, which yeah, obviously isn't quite what transpired. But that's instantly like my heart sank. I was like, you know, it's almost worse the hair that was in the bag. But I thought yeah. it was going to be Lee's definitely yeah there's just so much good setup for that I, I almost thought as well because it's the first time that she has her hair tied behind her back as well mm. so it's where to the point where i was like oh it's almost set up perfectly that he's gonna cut her out hair off but um it, yeah it was just i just love that visual where like i say it's one of those little things that they set up there's already a cool moment in of itself in that first scene when they feed together and he's kind of washing up and he gets the bag like it already has served its purpose in the movie so it's like it was cool it was creepy and you moved on from it so for that to be the reveal of the finale is just so good and then yeah like the scenes the struggle 
the way how vi- viscerally and real it feels and shown to yeah. then get to that finale of, of just the absolute chaos and again like the acting of all three of them is phenomenal but this is the scene where pretty much we get all three for the first time and it yeah. doesn't it doesn't you oh, know disappoint that's... yeah it just uh, probably like my favorite finale i think of any film this year it was so good well, I think as well, like, obviously with Lee, like, getting hurt the way he did, it wasn't this, like, hero's death, and it wasn't this big moment of him getting, like, you know, jumping in th- front of Marin and taking the blow or something. It was like, no, it was just this, like, absolute, like, chaotic scramble, and he got hurt along the way. And it was like, that, that i thought worked worked so well and then like as because like as we were slowly getting it and like as sully was like you know slowly dying i was like why is lee fucked i'm like <clears throat> Lee's like i was like why is he so knackered i'm like come on, mate you only had <laughs> sully like in a bit of a headlock i'm like come on i'm like you're all right bro and then like i was like oh no I was like, oh no, Lee's not okay. <laughs> like, yeah, it really. I think it really worked well, and and was was a shock when you saw the wound, and then obviously, like, just paved the way for for this kind of like poetic, like tragedy. You know, this kind of you know, like tragic ending that that was kind of you know just just felt like the perfect kind of arc for their for their characters and and. I think as well, the way the movie ended with kind of, it wasn't, you can't just end with that scene, but you also can't end with Marin on her own at that point, because is she like, all hope is gone, or, you know, is she okay? We can't, we don't want to see her post that scene, because if we do, Mm -hmm. we need another 20 minutes of the movie. So to just like cut to this scene of them two being together in this kind of the place where they were kind of at most peace. And I thought, I thought it was just a very nice way to end the movie as well. And just kind of like, you know, the second credits rolled, I just had that feeling in my stomach that I'd just seen something special. Yeah. It's so good. I'm I'm really curious what, like the reception of this will be in terms of potential awards. Um, Cause I wonder if like the violence will scare the awards people away, because if you look at it in every other aspect of it, you've got a director and you've got two actors who are yeah. very laden with awards in the past. Mm. And so this will be, this is a perfect show of like everything about this movie is spectacular. So it will yeah. just be a case of, Oh, do they see blood and freak out and an 18 certificate and just give it to something else? Like, cause everything else about this movie is just so exceptional. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what a film, man. It's, it's so it's good. Crazy as well. I've been, I've been looking forward to us talking about it ever since we saw it, because when I mm. come out, it's one of these where like I come out and was so in love with it. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, assume, I have no like, idea if you like it. Yeah, and, and and that was what was that. That's what's always fun about the podcast as well. Like, there's so many weeks where, like, oh, okay, we know that, like, when this movie comes out, and you know, like, terrifier. I pretty much knew how that conversation was going to go last week, but mm-hmm. the second I spoke, and then I was like, "Is Matt going to be like, oh, this movie?" why wasn't it a 70 minute movie? It was too fucking long. Or, you know, and I was like, and then like the second, you know, it is, it is the fun part of this podcast as well. When we, we get to see that side of it and just, even though we see these movies at the same time, we don't talk a second about them until like the podcast that we hit record. Yeah. It just makes it so much more fun. And, and yeah, yeah, like I, I love movies like this where you just don't really have too many expectations. You know, there are the big movies like scream next year and stuff where there's all this like, baggage mm. um of course attached to a movie like that whereas this is just so fresh you know it's just like just like fresh was where mm. 
you just go in and have a good time and or you hope you have a good time and, and most of these movies have here you know i'd say something like don't worry darling was definitely a disappointment because that could have been like good like this and it yeah. just clearly wasn't um so i think that's what makes movies like this really stand out for sure um but yeah everyone go see bones and all because no one's talking about this movie enough as it they should be um but yeah that was our discussion uh, we will take a quick break and we will be right back So yeah, we uh, we do have something else to talk about. Oh no! Um, the finale of season two, and maybe ever, of Chucky oh, this, has aired. This goddamn show is chaos. Yeah, I mean, I, this is much like the conversation we just had. I'm curious to get your take on it because I like the final episode, and I do think it was the best episode of the season um it doesn't change anything about kind of what we said overall about the season and the missed opportunities but i think that was my my frustration was that this episode reminded me how good chucky should have been um i actually really loved the teenagers again in this episode and i was like oh man where have they been for the last seven episodes and of course we still got great tilly moments like we have throughout chucky was better in this than he has been for most of the season um so yeah it was a good contained episode it leaves everything ridiculously wide open in a way that is pretty frustrating frustrating because i don't think we're going to get a resolution like it's actually even more open than the season one finale was yeah um which is mad but yeah as a self-contained episode i did like this but it doesn't change how i feel unfortunately about the season overall what what did you make of the finale yeah i'm 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 very similar really that this um I, th- I think is the best and certainly was the most enjoyable. And it reminded me it more than anything. It reminded me like, Oh yeah, this is what season one was like, because you've got, you've got the kids back, like back at home. We have the parents, we have, you know, we have the, the sister, mm. the mom and these characters that I liked in the first season and they come back into it and kind of, I was like, oh, this is what I wanted from Chucky season two. Like the, you know, it wasn't just the kids. It was all the, the whole cast. And so we got to see them again. Chucky was mostly Chucky again. You know, we didn't have this buff Chucky and bald Chucky and weird accent Chucky and all this stuff. It was like Chucky was Chucky. And, and yeah, you know, the, you know, the, the, the stuff with, with the, um, uh you know the the glenn glenda doll was was really good and kind of you know was it was a was a satisfying way to kind of see that character and i was like oh if only we'd have just had more of this um yeah. because i think there were so many things in this season that was like man they've got the balls to like and it sucks because i think like oh they've got the balls to lead it lead like lean into seed of chucky to a level that i never thought anyone would bother to do <laughs> where this this is effectively a sequel to Seed of Chucky, and it's like that's a shame because this this ultimately doesn't deliver as well. Like this is the worst <laughs> season of Chucky TV, and that's the worst film of the Chucky franchise. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, damn it! Like, see, it just can't get a break because I feel like the content for the Seed of Chucky that they brought into this was actually good, but it just didn't come about in a way. And I think like. One of my biggest, one of the biggest disappointments throughout this whole season, and there's quite a lot, is 
how, how they've just they they ruined the Tiff doll because mm-hmm. not ruined it, but just like ended it so abruptly and terribly. Where well, especially I'm the reveal that. of of oh. like Jennifer Tilly is still yeah. alive in this universe, and it's so awesome. the fact that they just the fact that they just killed her immediately yeah. was like, oh, why did you even kind of announce that? Because that was like a cool twist that then had no interest in payoff. Yeah, exactly. And I'm still so triggered by that. Like my overall thought of the season mainly is that I'm frustrated by that because mm. I'm like, oh, like going forwards, like this wasn't a good season. But I'm like, it, it built blocks somehow to get to a point where I'm like, okay, we have we have Chucky, obviously, we have Tiff, we have you know, we have we have these characters still in places. We've now got kind of oh, what the hell's um, uh, Glenn called now? Uh, Gigi. Gigi. Yeah, we have Gigi now, which is brilliant. <laughs> and like we we have like all of these characters and it's like, oh, if we had Jennifer Tilly in the Tiff doll, like mm. and that's just gone. like I like if if for some crazy reason we ever get a season three, they just have to wreck on it. Um <laughs> I mean, you know, I what what do you think the chances are of a season three? It's weird because I I looked up stuff post finale because obviously right. they do like interviews and stuff mm. to promote it. And Don was talking about the season overall and the finale, and then but he was talking so much about a potential season three, about right. like where they want to take it, where they've left like Fiona's yeah, character. He's, he's pitching it to every television company <laughs> on the planet right now. <laughs> yeah. And it- was it was weird to, in a way because um i was expe- like uh, in moments in the finale i really for some unknown reason thought jennifer tilly was gonna die as in like um tiff the yeah. character i really thought this was her time and it yeah, was gonna, and i was gonna be really sad um because they like they teased it so much especially when the kids are attacking her i was like oh my god like this is the end of this like yeah, my character the kids were kill her. and i do wonder if that was what they were originally gonna do and then they went back on it because it was kind of weird where they left her mm. um but yeah, it's my my biggest takeaway is that like Jennifer Tilly's legacy and horror got stronger off the back of this, yeah. um, and she is now pro- like one of my favorite actresses ever in the genre for her portrayal in this franchise because I just love her so much. But everything else sadly got worse, um, especially the kids. Mm. Um, and like I say, like that we we talked a lot about how there was this ridiculous body count in season one and so there was like hardly any characters left and so the fact that there was there was pretty much six characters and they kept the three teenagers and then they got rid of lexi's mom lexi's sister and the teacher for the whole season like they the her mom and sister in episode one and then all three of them are in this final one and it was just like why they're all really good characters and so yeah like them them having like lived either with lexi's mom or with the teacher and stuff like that would have just been so much better this the whole idea of what this season was with this like coven or whatever the hell you call it was just awful it was absolutely abysmal and and one of the interviews that i did read from don was talking about um financial restrictions and how he knew he had to write season two differently to season one where they couldn't be moving about place to place and he had to stick like a hub that there'd be and i'm like yeah that's really frustrating because we talked a lot about how yeah season one was fluid it was moving place to place there was like a whole episode set in a house that burned down there was a whole episode in a hospital there was like so many moving parts and so clearly their budget must have just got 
destroyed for season two and and unfortunately that that artistically had such a bad um impression on the show because mm. yeah overall i'd say this was if i'm being kind this was okay like i think most of the episodes are pretty bad i think four and eight are the only ones even worth watching and four is just ridiculous and i enjoyed it and then eight i think is like a genuinely if that was like the that is like season one part two that is as good yeah. as season one it's episodes, the closest the closest we got to season one part two definitely. like like it's just bad because it comes after all of the other episodes like, especially the last two that we kind of glossed over in recent weeks six and seven were so shit mm-hmm. like there was almost nothing in those episodes there was like a couple of yeah glenn and glenn yeah because yeah, they yeah I, I'm really annoyed about that as well. To, to bring back these iconic characters that were in such a terrible film and to do it so well, such an interesting idea with this kind of like, act, you know, an actor playing these dual roles was so awesome. But they should have just been with the kids in a more interesting setting. Yeah. Like, you know, they barely interacted with the teenagers. Like, you've cast an actor to play <clears throat> an iconic Chucky character that's a similar age to these other characters that you've already established and they yeah, barely and then, interacted and with each other. Yeah. Well, imagine if imagine just, if Glenn and Glenda were just in that children, even if it is that rubbish location, like mm. you know, and we slowly get the reveal that they've been there the whole time, you know, yeah. it, it uh, yeah, th- there's just there's just parts of it because yeah, I thought Glenn and Glenda were definitely a standout of this where they were fantastic. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, his frustration. I, I do. I am curious because I I know I think last year we got the announcement of season two just before the finale. Mm. Um. Yeah, we ain't getting that right now. Yeah, we've heard jack shit right now. So I wonder if this is just going to be a case of it goes cold for a while, and obviously that means one thing. And then, yeah, it'll be a case of, like, people tweeting at them and asking them, and they'll probably just say the same thing of, like, oh, we want to do it, but blah, blah, blah. Like, I hope... I I would rather it just gets cancelled than that because I hate that level of ambiguity for the next six months mm. where they're like hoping and praying and they've got to hope that a lot of these actors can keep their schedules clear on the, on the whim. Like, either do it or don't do it. Well, look um, at the hustling that Don clearly had to do to, to get the, the season, like, started. Yeah. Like, he is going to be hustling like crazy now. Like, clearly he wants to make it. And so that then... Bring, brings in most of the legacy characters would still want to do it mm. um you know and so then it's a case of okay can he you know can he can he get someone crazy enough to give him a season three deal yeah because it's gonna get messy because if the network you know doesn't want it then a new network taking it over becomes incredibly messy I do think as well, like in terms of the Chucky franchise overall, because again, we're talking about from the first Child's Play in 1988 mm. till the season two of Chucky, it's the same, you know, yeah. law. And yeah. like that is, yeah, the same canon. And that is wild. And so I really hope this isn't the end because mm. that would be disappointing. I think even at the end of Cult of Chucky, which had a lot of questions, it was still an amazing film that just had these like cool little threads mm. whereas leaving the end of a, of a tv series will always feel so much more wide open of like right what the hell's happening with tiff with this chucky doll with lexi's sister nika is like watching her from a distance ready to kill her like there's so yeah. much that yeah, is she's basically right the bride from kill bill at this point yeah so like if we don't ever 
ever get to see these char- these actors play these characters again, that'll be devastating. And I think it will it, it will have unfortunately left the franchise in a worse place than it did at the end of the last film, um, which is a shame because season one was so good. And I'm still thankful that we got the show, and I still hope that we get another season. But like, yeah, for the overall legacy of Chucky, I just pray that this isn't the end because otherwise it is ending on a on 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 like I say easily the worst note since Seed of Chucky, um, which yeah. is a shame because the franchise has been mostly excellent until now. Yeah, um, and like you say, I think it it like overall I didn't enjoy this season, but it hasn't sullied me to the point that I don't want to see more. I still no. love these characters. I still like all of the kids, and obviously love Tilly and and love love Fiona. So, like, you know, that's the thing. If we got a season three, I'd be hyped instantly. Like, yeah. these characters are all great. It's it just they, they got in scenarios this season that I, I wasn't sold on. Yeah, definitely. It's really, it is a shame. Mm. Like... Because yeah, it, what like I say, it wasn't abysmal. It's not one of like I almost wish it was. I mean, I don't think it ever would have been because it's a, mm. a franchise that we have so much love for. But it, with a lot of TV shows, like if I'm not enjoying it, I'll just stop watching. Whereas this was this weird thing of like there was also, a middle part of this where I'm like, oh, where is this going? It's just a shame. The, the fact that this final episode is a Christmas special, yeah. as well. Like we haven't even touched upon, which is hilarious. So like literally the last bit of Chucky that we ever get to see is him singing the Twelve Days of Christmas. Yeah, I have to say, I did love that as a setting choice, and the and the fact that we got again some classic Chucky. You know, we got Chucky with this little mini quiet chainsaw with a Santa hat, a Santa hat on. You know, chainsawing the mum from behind, which was a great kill, and it's something Mm -hmm. that we've just had been lacking massively in this season. Like, I'm glad there was moments there there really was great moments in this finale like i say it doesn't it doesn't suddenly wreck on this into being a good season far from it but it did show you that oh yeah if done right this can still be easily as good or if not better than season one so mm. i'm glad chucky got to go out on a high because there was some yeah this in terms of chucky stuff this was by far the standout of the season oh, like definitely. not even close yeah um but yeah that is it uh for tv and for another week um yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're still going strong. Yeah, back in the cinema next week for a bit of Violent Night. Very much looking forward to that. I feel like I'm glad we got the palate cleanser this week. A very sort of serious take on horror. And now we get the absolute juxtaposition of madness next week. Um, And I hope David Harbour just gives us an absolutely ridiculous balls-to-the-wall performance. Um, I hope he goes full Bruce Campbell. Yes, 100%. That's what I mean. He should be studying. Yeah. Uh, My name is Bruce. Prior to the film in this film, and, and I'm pretty um, good. Like, so. yeah. Uh, but I think it is funny talking about we need a palate cleanser between that and Terrifier Two in Bones and all. <laughs> like yeah. those those two movies should be the palate cleanser, and like an actual like awesome movie shouldn't be classed as the palate cleanser. But I completely get where you're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> that's the horror genre <laughs> uh, you've got to love it haven't you you've got to love it you have indeed um, and then yeah we're hurtling towards our best of which will be very very exciting um, but yeah that was episode 326 thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone through my veins and travels through my head they said you'll die soon enough anyway shut up I can't mainly because I never could how could I start that